It is Sunday, 25th of September, 2022, and this is episode 414 of Digital Outbox. smooth as you like hello welcome to another episode chris in the hot seat here and ian also there with opinion and comment galore no doubt oh something like that that's the idea right yeah uh been a little while as it ever is at the moment um stick with us we will get episodes out eventually but uh we've had a fair amount of stuff going on and not least of which uh, google losing its appeal in the eu around its antitrust android fine that it received and this was around the search and the uh having like a chrome based browser on the phone in order to access the sort of play store uh and they said that's unfair it's injecting your products uh, where they're not wanted and or at least not giving anyone else the opportunity to get in there and they upheld i think most of what was being moaned about yeah, in, indeed and they got a 3.5 billion pound fine I mean, huge hmm. huge fine i mean that's we're talking huge figures and google was disappointed or <laughs> well, alpha yeah. i should say it's, it's disappointing but <laughs> it's since changed its terms so there was clearly enough there that they thought we better change how we're doing this. Um, mm. But yeah, that is a that is a huge fine, and I think probably um, I think it will wake up certainly the um, Amazons, Metas, Apples around. You know, so Apple's been in a bit of trouble with um, in, in Holland around a dating app and you know paying. I think it was like I think it was like ten million a week or something, and it just That's kept right. escalating yeah. and escalating. Um, I think this is a sign that, you know, in Europe and also in the UK, so the, the competitions authority here um, have been, are, are getting a lot more punchy. Well, when you see a nice uh, income of 3.5 billion uh, coming off of that European judgment, that's, that's quite a lot of money into the coffers. You can cut more taxes then. Um, <laughs> or maybe not. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, yeah, I mean, but it's, it's interesting that they're doubling down on it, whereas sometimes they back away from those decisions and say, actually, on the balance, they're not uh, balanced, as it were. Uh, they aren't in this case. And, and we're seeing that a lot. Europe are getting quite feisty on privacy and on competition. So uh, and it's a big enough market that they have to listen, whereas I think the UK commissions, you know, maybe it's, it's not such a big market. So it's not so interesting to them. We'll wait and see whether that anything comes of it. But yeah, Europe sort of stamping its authority, really. Uh, yep, and, and there's a couple other Google. Um, I think there's a couple other Google court cases still rumbling through as well. So um, mm. interesting times ahead. But just to put it in perspective, three point five billion an awful lot of money. Adobe has snapped up Figma uh, for twenty billion dollars. I think this is partial, partial stock, partial cash, as they say. But uh, nevertheless, twenty million dollars being sloshed around for Figma, which is. As I understand it, I've never really used it, or I've never, I've never used it full stop. It's a design and collaboration piece of software, I think, and uh, not, you know, we're not talking loads and loads of users, but I'm guessing Adobe saw something there that was going to take them a while to develop. Although, twenty billion uh, as a statement of work can get you a fair bit of development work done, I imagine. Uh, but yeah, they they figured out. No, I want to grab it, and it seems like Adobe really is going after quite a lot of companies right now to bring them into the fold, whether it's say figma these 3d design and you know development sort of uh, software tools as well they're not actually adding them all into their um creative suite though they're sort of sitting on the sidelines at the moment sort of as a separate separate offerings 
Uh, yeah, Figma was um, Figma is all web based, so it's um, I don't know if you've ever used Sketch, which was I think Mac mm. might still be Mac only. It's so not. Sketch, I've seen Sketch. Yeah, Sketch really took off when um, um, I guess it was all the different device sizes. So when you had to start doing a layout that worked for the you know twenty different Android sizes, the three four different Apple sizes, iPads, all the you know laptops, you know responsive layouts around you know desktops. And Sketch, Sketch really nailed it, but it mm. was um, offline. You couldn't collaborate. Um, and Figma, they they spent years developing their product and then launched a really, you know, almost like a almost a Sketch equivalent in the cloud. And and some ways probably killed Sketch for a lot of companies. I think Sketch though does now exist as a cloud based uh, offering, it, web it, it browser, does, browser Figma based. Is, yeah. Fig, Fig, Figma's one. Um, right, okay. so, so I think, and you know, I'm being a bit brutal by saying it killed Sketch. Um, but it's it's like all the big companies, you know, Figma. I think is a fundamental as part of their, you know, you know, you know, small studios are using it. But I think a lot of the big, you know, the big big companies, it's a fundamental part of their design process now. Um, and and I just I could not believe the figure, but I was I was yeah, shocked at that for their user money. base. Yeah. Um, but I've seen some other, um, you know, I've seen some other kind of analyst views on it, and it's almost the equivalent of um, how Microsoft Teams is developed. You know, Teams, you know, Microsoft developed Teams to rival, you know, Slack, and they're worried about it's going to kill Office. Um, and this is the same way. Figma, in some ways, is almost like a, it's almost like a kind of, uh, kind of cloud-based, but a glue for design teams because you can spawn off into other tool sets. Um, mm. And Adobe, were, were, so they were developing their own, was it XD? I think it's, it's Yeah, XD. yeah, they've got plenty of these yeah. little tools around those same kind of things. But, but I think they weren't developing it quick enough to keep keep up with it. So I think they'd launched it, they tried to put more momentum in it, and they've, they've now went for the, the big buy. Again, this needs to go through, they, they expect this will have to go through you know, competitions and mergers, but um, mm. huge, huge, huge statement. Yeah, meanwhile, Twitter is testing the edit button uh, in trials and rolling out what more widely. We've we've seen already that some of the blue tick users could use this functionality. I think it's going wider than that now. But yeah, it allows you to edit. It will, uh, within, I think it's the first, um, is it a minute or a half an hour of something like that? It's you can make minutes, changes. Yeah. It's 30, 30 minutes. So you can change uh, your tweet and it will then show a little icon to say you have changed this tweet or this tweet has been changed. And you can also click on that icon to see the history of those. So after what feels like an eternity, we now do get to edit tweets, whether you've got a spelling mistake or maybe there's a typo in there or something. So you have to do that kind of follow-up. Oh, yeah, actually, correction. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, people have worried us forever, haven't they? You know, it's just been like a kind of obvious thing. But the worry was always, uh, you know, you put up a tweet saying, I don't know, you this person's a Nazi and then they change it to something else, you know. and This and person's lovely, yeah. Yeah. I uh, agree, but it didn't seem like the biggest technological change, and no. maybe it's just the sheer scale of it that that's what makes it such a technological change. Uh, uh, agreed. I mean, iOS sixteen, it's just come out lets you edit um, messages to people, and you can you know, and and you can see the history on it, you know. So I can you know, I could just a cock, and and then you can change it to because it's a bigger cock, and um, you know whatever. Harsh. 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 Harsh, but um, nevertheless, at least I can see the history but, of it. But you can see the history, you can see the edits, and it's the same in Twitter. Um, so yeah, I think it's um, you know I think it's a sensible thing. It takes away. I just it's, as you say, I, I, we just probably can't get in our heads to scale of this thing. I mean, you know, we're talking trillions of messaging, you know, queues and all those complications and and keeping it real time virtually around the world. I don't understand all the technology that goes into that and how it 
you actually end up doing it and clearly adding an edit tool and then a you know a, a, a history of something just expands it maybe it maybe expands it exponentially and that's why they don't like doing it but anyway it's there now oh, it's, that, it's going to be uh, in one country it's, it's there fine. for a lot of people yeah, or, yeah, yeah. yeah in yeah and then it will be rolled out relatively yeah. soon yep. so sam yeah a couple of events as well we've had uh we'll start with the samsung one um they announced uh the new galaxy's uh z fold 4 the flip 4 uh, the Galaxy Watch 5 and various other things, but those f- sort of three are the most uh, sort of highlighted. And these are, you know, they're still persevering down there. High-end phones are going down the flip route, whether it be the horizontal flip, you know, of the Z Fold 4 or whether it's the vertical kind of clamshell flip of the, uh, the Z Flip. They're going down that. And they've effectively just, I, I guess over time, they're just iterating and they're moving ahead with that technology of how do you fold a screen in half without it actually causing that screen to, you know, well, re- reduce effectiveness over time. And I'm guessing they're getting closer. I, I I saw my first one in the wild not that long ago. And uh, I have to say it was a Z Flip. So it was the clamshell. And it was quite a distinct mark down the middle of the phone by the stage that I saw it where there was, you know, creasing or just marks. And it was it was clear that there was a bend in the screen where, you know, you flipped in half. And I'm wondering whether each time they just get better at that. You'd hope so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I saw the, um, I'm, I'm about like you, it was only about three weeks ago. So one of my, somebody my team has got one of the flips. And um, so I think it's a flip three. Um, and she's only had it a month, you know, so not not a lot of time. But it looked really good, you know. So when when it's you know when you flip it open, you're like, oh wow! But you can you can tell where the you know yeah. you can tell where it is. But but you're looking for it. Yeah, uh, but I imagine that just gets more. Well, in the old models, it probably gets more pronounced with time, and over time, I'd hope that they'd figure that one out yeah. uh, to be a bit, you know. But either, either way, they're still, uh, like I say, given that I haven't seen that many in the world, I don't know what sales figures are like, but they definitely feel like next gen. They definitely feel like there's something interesting going on there. Uh, definitely, I, and I still think there's something around. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's in all the sci-fi shows, and I guess it's in our heads as well. Around that, you, 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 you want your phone or your tablet to be as thin, you know, thin and light as possible. So a flip screen makes makes sense, and I want to be able to pocket it. But then it's big when I'm using it because because we've all migrated to big phones compared to well, I, ten years ago. I have like. Like I said to you before, I've got no choice. I've got a blooming Pixel Six Pro now, which is absolutely freaking ginormous, and I I would much prefer to have the flip phone. I just didn't move to. I I don't think it's ready for it yet, but I would much prefer to have the flip phone, which is clamshell, half size, pop on your pocket. That's where I would uh, yeah, definitely I'm go. Yeah, I'm just seeing the Pixel Six Pro. It's six point seven inches. So it's that's ginormous. Like, yeah, so that's like the big iPhones. That's big. Mm. You know, yeah. and it's a chunk. It's a chunk of change, especially when you've got a case on it. You know, just whatever. Even the the relatively thin case that you, comes with it, or you can buy with it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Samsung Galaxy Watch Five also, and then uh, Watch Five Pro. Watch Five Pro effectively a ruggedized, uh, more durable, and sort of longer lasting battery life in the, the phone. But yeah, it's in the sorry watch. Um, but ultimately, moving on as well as the Galaxy Buds Two Pro. So again, kind of moving on in that same where the google buds and google phones and then the and then apple are doing the same thing it's the same kind of progression through all these yeah, things yeah it's all, all quite iterative and the, the, the bit that got me just going back to flips is it's like this is version four it still feels yeah 
it, it doesn't feel like a version four product, if you know. If version you know what one I mean. was the one that got released and then almost immediately recalled, didn't it? Or, or yeah, yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> so, the review, reviewers had it and it was like you, know, you could see it grinding it was, and then it was grinding, it was peeling and delaminating, and then yeah. all sorts of bad it stuff. It was like was a going sticker, on. a sticker on it that that. Said, it was supposed remove. to be there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but people thought it was a, something to remove. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So all that was a quick iteration. But yeah, two, three, and four. Now, like you say, they are moving quickly, and it is that you know yearly at least iteration on that, which is quite big movements. Um, but we also saw the Apple event, um, where they started off with the Apple Watch Series Eight, and it went on and on and on. And then <laughs> I tried to look for what the new bits were, and and effectively, if I'm in a car crash. I have an emergency call now. And that's kind of what I saw as the new bits. And it was a bit like, oh, God, this is going to drag on a bit. So it didn't start me off too well with the Apple event. But you you got through it, all right? I, I got through it. But, but there, is a, there is something around, although it's shorter, because this would have been a two-hour event if they had been in person. But there's something about the, the role in video and just seeing a relentless... And the production levels have got so much now. Mm. It, it just feels almost... You know they've tipped over to be too much. I mean, so I, I, I think as well. But you, we talked about this a couple of years ago. It is all iteration now, and you just need to be prepared for. And I've and I've got I've got a kind of I've been talking about my. I, I, I stopped blogging ages ago, and I've I've wanted to do this blog post for a while now. Around when's the right time to update? You know, for like some of us who are a bit more, you know, you know, in that tech community, what the latest thing? What is a normal? update cycle look like and there was a podcast i was listening to this week and i almost done the same and i just like this is something i'm going to do something on that because for me the watch i mean it's like it's been four years so so and every year upgrade is not what the watch is and that's why you will just see small little things so the, yeah the, the, as you say the crash detection there's a low power mode and also a temperature center for, for women's health you know and that was the that was the almost like the, the three things they focused on but we, um, and weirdly, what it's kind of saying is buy this product because really you're going to die very soon. <laughs> and if you don't have our watch, you're not going to know. Well, and think... it, you know, that's and it's a kind of weird sales angle today. And I understand the way this technology goes. They have actually, you know, they as they say in their advertising, they have saved lives with their heart yeah. you know, detection. And given the number of people that have these on the wrists, I'm sure it will help women's health. And I'm sure in crashes, it will help discover someone who's been in a crash who wouldn't have otherwise been able to contact emergency services but it's a it is a strong sales pitch to open your first thing which is not very much more other than if you get in a car crash we're going to help you and i think you know i i, I put in the, the kind of hero shots now because it really summarizes what they want to focus on and what stood out to me was if you look at multi-sport workouts blood oxygen ecg um fast charging international roaming the AFib history, edge-to-edge display, and sleep stages were all last year. Mm. So, so there's a, but I, yeah. I guess they're just emphasising yeah. that this is what you get from this watch. You know, there's lots of things. Yeah, that this watch believe. still does all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. agreed, um, agreed. But so I think there's, a, I think the watch is always a harder sell than other ones because it's such an incremental. It's, it's small. It'd be, we talk about TikTok and tick tick talk as a as cycles. The watch feels like a tick tick tick. Yeah. Talk yeah. and then there's something major. Yeah. Happens. Agreed. So and then we had the the watch SE. Um. And that is is that a new brand new product? Is that a new offering no. level? No. So there has been the watch SE before. Yeah. Then. But I think the 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 tweak to price slightly. Um. So I think it was slightly up, but it has a lot more in it. Mm-hmm. Um. So the so SE it's closer last to the year, actual watch. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, so even the fact that it's got the S, you know, it's got all the motion sensors for crash detection, you know, it's got the same as the Series 8, you know, from a chip perspective. It's a lot of the software, there's the heart rate notifications, you know, there's sleep stages. So there's a there's a lot in there, you know, for a you know, two hundred and fifty quid or two hundred and fifty dollars, sorry. Mm-hmm. Really quite and a then, watch. After having droned on about those two for what felt like forever, then they came to the kind of drop you know, drop the mic mic moments of the Watch Ultra. Yep. So a ruggedized bigger larger but one meant for extreme and action sports and you know diving and whatever else you know skiing all the kind of things that were the kind of land that garmin you know lives in right mm. now and this is apple trying to move into that um with this what looked you know it's say quite a substantial offering they've had a tweak of the actual case design to allow you to operate it in sort of more extreme uh, environments and and different case options uh, sorry different strap options and things like that um but yeah this was this was the one that kind of dropped and got interest uh, and again they droned on about it for quite a lot yeah, they did because they, they went and spoke to an ultra runner and they went and spoke to a diver and they went and spoke to a um, what was the third one? A, cat, oh, a mountaineer or something? Because there are millions and billions of those people in this world that will there need is. this watch. So it was interesting. The rumours were all saying this was going to be like an Apple Watch Pro. Um, and, and I think the reason they were saying that was if you look at things like the the Pro phones, they're bigger. They've got a better battery life. It's, it's, it's where their best technology sits. But they've obviously went, and particularly around the straps, you know, the, the, the straps are all being designed for, you know, emphasizing which particular mode you're in um you know the battery life is is quite a substantial difference i mean they've said 36 hours of battery life and most reviewers are getting two and a half days mm-hmm. you know so the the, the the one that was quite telling because I, I i saw somebody saying well that's fine because they're probably doing nothing with it it was probably just sitting on the couch but it was the the nkbhd so marcus brownley who is an ultra frisbee guy and he had done four hour workouts each day and he's still got two and a half days so, so yeah and that makes it life. yeah like you say and again it's what garmin have done but garmin interesting have moved towards the apple watch as well as in like in their last release they have a you know an oled screen and stuff like that now whereas before it was all uh kind of i don't know i don't know what technology they use but it's the kind of always on tech but it doesn't use up as much battery life but so interesting that apple are moving into that arena when garmin sort of have it all sewn up at the moment and certainly it's a bit of trust especially if you're taking watches to extreme areas you've got to have trust in the technology that backs it so i guess that'll take a little while to build up but uh yeah we've seen seen it now people have got hands on them and they and well in fact their watch has got hands on the wrist because it is giant it is large it is a large beast so mic drop moment it is a large beast Mm, dd there we go so sat there in fact it looks it looks more balanced on your your wrist it's because i've got fat wrists <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks 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 for that chris no um, i i so i was i i was four years into my watch cycle i needed i i, I knew i was going to buy a watch but i was really worried about how big it was so is I, this your apple trip yesterday yeah yeah okay and um <laughs> and tried it on expecting to order it and this was the last one in store um it actually feels for me i mean it's bigger and it is a bigger watch than i'm used to but it's not it's not bigger than my wrist um Mm -hmm. and the battery life is very impressive on it screen's very impressive on it and clearly for my ultra running it's going to be absolutely vital so i'm really Uh, looking forward to putting it to test i am (laughs) looking looking out for your strava munros uh this this winter uh no 
but but, but the the um, the thing. So even for things for that, and it's daft. You know, you do an overnight work travel, and you're having to you're having to bring along the watch charger, um, yep. unless you were just happy, just you know, letting go of these things. But for me, I'm you know I'm in day twenty twenty one now for workouts consecutively, so it's a thing. It's a thing for me. Um, so are you going to be doing mountaineering, diving, or otherwise avoiding car crashes? No. Yeah. Okay. But I'm interested that, to see how you get on with it. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And 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 it's just um, as I said, tech-wise, it's you know even just that it sounds dead cheesy, but the high cheesy, the um, but the <laughs> but it's an action button now, and it and it amazes me that it's such a big deal around. They've added another button to press because that's so anti-Apple, but it makes such a big difference just in usability. Usability when you're in gloves and actually just the. When you're I remember with my Garmin, the first thing I went for was push buttons because whenever I try to use, say, a phone uh, or anything, yep. you just knock it accidentally and you're starting and stopping around. It's so frustrating that you don't mean to, you're making actions that you don't mean to make. Whereas with a button press, it's absolutely assured and, and certain that yeah. what you're doing is what you want to do. And it's weird. I don't think I don't think this will damage Garmin at all because if you look at what, what markets they're in, you know, it's like they've got battery lives that are multi day. Yeah, like I say, it's about trust as well, and they need time to build up that trust. But you know, the, yeah. if it does those tools and it does them well, then people will move to them. But I'm, you know, I wonder about the say the weight of it. Although Garmin, that when you get to those sort of top end Garmin watches, it's, it's, um, it's they are big. Be- because when I picked it up, I was like, oh, it's not what I expected, mm. and it's titanium, you know. So it is a, you know, from a, from a materials point of view, it's there, you know, it's a lighter material, but obviously it's a bigger. S- so give package. me an idea how much so how much is a standard so the apple series watch a is three nine nine dollars four nine nine with cellular so how much does the pro come in at oh sorry yeah the, how much does this one cut the ultra come in at it and come on at 850 850 and does that come with cellular already or is yeah. that yeah okay you, yes. you can only buy it with cellular you cannot yeah. buy it without because it needs all those tools and yeah. it's a big chunk of change isn't it it's for you know, it is. a know um, but again, but, I think the Garmin's come in at sort of, yeah, six, seven hundred quid, so, and depending what, what, on the, the style. What I was surprised at, if you looked back at the previous Apple Watch Series 7 in titanium, I think they were up at six or seven hundred quid. You could you so, could configure yourself like a well over into a grand, couldn't you, of, of, of Apple Watch if you wanted to. So it was a bit odd when I was looking at the, you know, when I was watching the keynote, I was like, that's just going to be a grand. They're going to launch that at a grand. Um, and again, we've got this a bit of disparity now between us and America again with dollar prices, which we're going to talk about yeah. a few times coming up. But you know, it's seven nine nine dollars and it's eight fifty or eight yeah. four nine pounds. You know, so yeah, um, but the series the series eight, you know, is it's from four hundred and nineteen. I was just checking on prices there. Ah, okay. Um, so it's four hundred and nineteen in the UK, but I think if again you that's want... a chunk of change as well for a watch. If you think about you know watches, but, yeah. it, it is you know. So it's it's um, as I said, I was expecting them to hit a thousand because that's to me typical Apple, but they didn't. AirPods Pro were released as well, so um, new H two chip in there. Um, high the the connections. I think does it have multiple connections to it, all sorts of things like that, um, and. The spatial audio they've been talking about, how that and the kind of new design of the, I don't know, just iterate and enhance again, I would say. So, sounds a bit better. It's got more bass. and it lasts the, a bit longer. The, yeah, and the case has got like, it's all got the Find My stuff baked in. So you can you can find the case, find an individual earbud if you drop it somewhere. Um, 
and it still charges over lightning, but you can now use NHE charger or the Apple Watch charger to charge it. So 250 I'm guessing that's dollars, so probably, again, slightly more expensive. How much is I coming I think at? it was the same. So, okay, so I yeah, hold on. You're asking me, like, price questions. Interestingly, Google obviously have released their kind of new equivalent of um, Pod Pros, and, and they're getting good, re, you know, good reviews, and I think it's around the same kind of price. So. 249 yeah, so it's the same yeah. price. Um, it, it's, it's one of those. I think you can go and pick up better sounding, but it won't be as... Is nicely integrated so it's 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 that you know so i think the sony buds the google buds are i think they're generally their review is it might be slightly you know particularly the sony's will sound better um but then they don't have this spatial audio but i you know i've printed so i'm not convinced by spatial audio you know it's mm, there's, a, there's a few tracks i've listened to and it's like it sounds worse mm. i think it really depends on the mixing and there's also probably a lot that we're just used to i'm used to this particular track sounding like this and it now sounds very different for me, I, I'd say putting on these nice set of Sony's I have when they got their noise cancelling, it sounds amazing. Um, as in the just the fixed big headset. Yep. And that it, you know, and you think you know, an earpod as good as it's going to get is still never ever no. going to get to the state. And, and of that. I've I've now got those Sony's for a bit of you know living room, you know Apple TV music, you know video watching, and it's they are fantastic. I'm and amazed, they, and they're not the latest ones, my ones, but the the isolation you get from it, it's almost a bit frightening actually. How Oh, Cosseted you are. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you're out. You know, there's somebody standing next to you. You, you, you could have your house burning down. You wouldn't have a clue. Okay. That's well, unless you had your Apple Watch on. Maybe it'd tell you house burning down feature. iPhone 14 then was waffled on about, uh, and they also the 14 Plus. So you could have a large phone or a freaking massive phone uh, is the concept. And of all the features, uh, the I can't even remember what it's called. What's it called? The the home. What's the what's the bar that we're talking about called the? Oh, hold on. Well, well, well hang on for that one a minute. Okay, right, we'll come. Right. Fourteen and fourteen plus are the cheaper ones. Oh, right? okay. Sorry. Okay, so they don't. Getting too come... excited. Okay, they did waffle on about this one. You're right. Yeah. So they don't come with that new <laughs> special thing in the pros. <laughs> but what they did talk about was better cameras, better chip. Although it's the same chip as last year, apart from one extra GPU core to their line and satellite connectivity, <laughs> which was interesting. Right. So if you're in the middle of nowhere and um you you know you need to do some sort of emergency they've basically got a a, a mode now only in american canada right now and it'll even act as a bit of a relay so it might go back to them for them to then contact emergency services on your behalf but again it is right. only text contact isn't it i think at this stage yes. I, I know there was build up to it there's a uh, quite a few different companies actually offering now a satellite phone that does this yeah. and, and in fact providers doing this off their own back rather than it actually having to be built in no, there's, 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 I mean, I think satellite phones have been around for a while and they've been, you know, chunky monkeys with a big aerial on it and all that good stuff. And they do allow you to do, you know, voice. Um, one of the podcasts I listen to, the, the one of the guys does have one as a backup because they're in America and they're just worried about, you know, floods or any other things that could impact them. And this was a way of, you know, remaining in touch. Um, but yeah, that was the. That, that was a kind of summary. And again, it's got you know, new cameras and some of the new modes. Again, the major selling point being, you're going to die, but your phone might help. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it was, I wouldn't say it's a major selling point. I would just say that, that, that... That's the one they concentrated on most, yeah. as far because, as I could well, tell. Well, I, I think it was because it was such a brand new thing, because the cameras are new, but it's a camera. So it's, yeah, yeah. It's, there's almost so much you can get out of the... It's a new yeah. camera, it's a new display. I think the other thing was that the fact you no longer need to go pro to get a big phone. Yes, so you I can have the cheaper phone that was big in your pocket. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, because big seems to be, I, I don't like the bigger ones. It's just they're just too big for me. Mm. Um, and then then it was a pro. Um, and the big thing about the pro was dynamic island. Yeah, there which, we go. That's what that's the word I was looking for, and it wasn't so, even the right device. Yeah. So the, <laughs> so this is like um, so instead of the notch at the top, they've now moved things down into a pill shape and to kind of hide where the cameras are. They've basically got a clever bit of software running called Dynamic Island, and so it's like a permanent black bit that you can interact with, and it it grows and it animates. And and I, I must admit, it is very impressive when you see it in the flesh. It's like that is really nice. Of everything I saw at the show, that was the bit of Apple magic because it, yeah. as soon as you saw it, you thought how obvious that is as a solution to having a big black bar that otherwise is there as a notch or whatever or just something that's permanently there having something which adapts and makes it look like it's living is that was a bit of apple magic that was yeah and it's little touches like um when there's a music track playing um the little um equalizer that's next to it they color it depending on the album art. just small little things that they used to do years ago i think a lot of the fun came out of ios with johnny ive you know it was all very you know, clean and sterile, and it really, and I was like, it, it was missing, and it, and this this has it in spades. Um, you you a lot of third parties can't take advantage of it yet, so they almost kept it as a hidden feature, so it's not mm-hmm. part of you know iOS sixteen. It'll be part of sixteen point one coming out in October. I wonder nowadays whether they know how much scrutiny all the APIs get. I, I wonder whether they like you say to re, to actually announce it secretly. They have to just keep it away from all that. I, I think they do because it's also tied in with um. Oh, live activity. So live activity widgets are coming. So it's things like if you were watching, if you were wanting your football scores, instead of having to fire up an app, it'll do these live activity widgets in the front um, of your phone. And that's all later, but it's all tied back into that bit of the operating system. I think that's been tucked away mm. from prying eyes. Uh, and it's just, you know, they could have done it and it could have just been a thing that just in between animated, you know, tweens, you know, transitions, but it didn't, it did that proper animation and a little bit of yeah. lively and, and sort of almost cartoony, you know, that kind it of was, friendly. It, it is, and, and the verge of this breakdown into all this sub-pixel analysis that's going on and how the animations are, it is, it is, you know, way over the top, you know, <laughs> totally unnecessary. Yeah, but, I think but that's, that's almost why it was such a bit of magic. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I guess the other thing that they've finally done, I'm saying finally because like your phone will have it and Android phones have been doing it for years as they're always on display, but they've they've done it in a way which is, you know, they're always on display as the whole display. It's not just the time and some widgets, it's the whatever your background picture is and it's all, it, the, the colours on the brightness is all taken down. It's running at one hertz, so it's not impacting battery life. So it's all, you know, all quite impressively done. Um, and it is, must admit, it is very, some of the, if you can get the photos right for your home screen, see that unlock and how it all works, it's like, you know, really nicely done. Um, another biggest change was the camera. Um, mm. So, I, I again, giving the game away. So, I, I was trying to do every three years, and this year I upgraded, it was a two-year upgrade. Um, so, the cameras for me were a big jump. If you look at the camera on the back, which I'm holding up to Chris, I mean, it's a, it's a huge bit of the, of the back yeah. now. It's over the middle. You know, it's, it's, it's a so huge it's, yeah, camera. Over 50% of this width, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it, but the some of the images I'm taking, so you can it's now got a 48 megapixel um, sensor on it, and you know when you, when you take a picture in RAW and take it into Lightroom, the detail is phenomenal. I, yep. I was genuinely impressed, and I'm just doing a couple of bits around Glasgow at the moment, and um, I'm off this coming week, so plan is to get out and about a little bit and do a, a a little bit more testing. But the RAW pictures were like wow, you know, very impressive. 
And there's two models. There's the Pro uh, 6.1 inch screen, and then the uh, Pro Max at 6.7. Yeah, which is the same size as your Pixel. And I just find the 6. Point, I mean, the 6.1 I find big, and the 6.7 is just like it's just that it's bit ginormous. You know, they're big, big phones. Um, but so many people um, buy the buy the biggest phone. Uh, and and they do yeah absolutely and I have to say and the the reason I did go with the the larger pixel you know even though I could have bought a smaller one was I just wanted the camera I use the camera so much now just and and I'm so happy when I capture a picture and it looks like as I imagine the picture to be and and rather than you know what normally happens if you're on a DSLR or whatever it ends up being really disappointing it doesn't capture anything at all and uh yeah or rather it does I just don't do it in that skilled way which enables it to sort of present itself like that and yeah just the 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 the, phone, the photos I take on my phone, even mundane ones, just look, you know, brilliant. They look excellent. Uh, and one last thing on phones before we move on, because it's again just emphasizing price. Um, they, they, there was lots of rumor that Apple was going to up the price, and at the keynote they were like, "We've not, we've kept it the same." And they were good, and there was lots of like, you know, "Wow, we've kept it the same." Not in the UK. So pro phones were up one hundred and fifty pound and one hundred and ten pound. You know, so quite it's a al- jump across. You know, like this dollar to pound price that we've been talking about. It's always around that kind of hundred, hundred fifty pounds. I wonder if they've just decided that's the kind of effect. Well, they maybe worked out that's the effect cost of importing into UK and doing all the things that you need to do to get the product there. It's hard to know, but it certainly seems I like think, it's a tax. So I think it's a combination of the um, the poor, you know, strong dollar at the moment, and also Brexit has undoubtedly had a. Well, it's added complication on, to on the UK. import pro- yeah, export yeah, process, yeah. yeah. Um, and we don't have a trade deal, you know. So, and I, and I didn't put it in. I didn't put it in because the show notes were big enough. But the, the Apple have announced that they're going to up, um, up the kind of in-app purchase standard costs in Europe and UK. Because um, mm. usually they try and tie that to dollar, and it's it's usually that it used to be like fifty-nine p, and, and it was different tiers that you that the developer would pick. They're all moving up as well. And, uh, you know, other than just the complexities of global business, that that's also, you know, the litigation that's happening in Europe. It puts up the cost of delivering products to Europe because they're having to now design and develop special things for just for Europe. And whilst we're seeing at the moment it's antitrust against Google, there are plenty of other litigations happening against Apple and, you know, other people as well in these areas around their app store and all those kind of things, which is why the prices end up going up ultimately. Um, but we're not it's not just Apple prices. We are seeing prices go up everywhere. Amazon Prime have come out and said that they are going to be raising their dollar uh, or pound price by a one pound per month from seven ninety nine to eight ninety nine, and the yearly price of Amazon Prime now moves from seventy nine to ninety five. I'd still say relatively good value, but it is the first time it's moved in two thousand and fourteen. And I also seem to remember a certain company called Amazon at the end of last year saying we're not paying Mastercard's prices anymore because over time things should be getting cheaper. Uh, so they rather than more expensive and uh, certainly in this case it sounds like that's actually going to get more expensive still though as far as the service goes and I don't know if you agree that whilst we don't like seeing price increases I still think Prime's a good value bit of kit. I'm, I'm the same although I think this year I have ordered less from Amazon not not De- not through choice I'm not I'm not sitting there because I think there has been a bit of a movement around people saying stop buying from Amazon. It's not always the cheapest. They've, they've just made it the easiest because you because yeah. you've already got Prime. So you're like, well, I'm not I'm not going to order it from I don't know, you know, Joe Blogs because they're going to charge me postage and I'm getting it, you know, free. So there's a um, I, I don't think the TV service justifies the money. If I'm if I'm being honest, there are some shows that are good on it. Gems, some gems, absolutely. Yeah, yeah but um, but but it still feels right now. I'm quite happy paying the 95 quid 
you know it feels yeah. like something that and again it is just the oh i need that comes tomorrow bye it's it's you know not it's not something to be proud of but i think to where society is right now it's that's how yeah. we consume maybe one day we'll change that but at the moment that is the the, the way we're living um but we've also seen amazon buying up irobots maybe they maybe putting up one pound on prime just suddenly means you can go and buy a robot this is uh, i can't what's the name of their the robot cleaner i can't remember what the it's Roomba, that's it. So that's almost like a, I was going to say a household name, but clearly not in my house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that really caught the imagination. And Amazon are like, yeah, this 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 offers that kind of AI and, and uh, friendly, you know, tooling that they, they've, you know, Amazon released their kind of own little robot device, didn't they? Again, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Um, but they I forgot they, about that. Yeah. But they released their own, which again didn't get quite the traction. They didn't quite get that kind of thing. But with Roomba, seems Astro. to have caught that Astro. That's it. Um, but yeah. Um, so they are now owners of that. One point seven billion. I, I, I just feel like I'm here to be your Google. That's all. That's all I'm here for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's it, it's. I found this out again. It was a, a really strange, in some ways, a strange purchase because I thought, what's the angle here? Because not so Roomba, I think, is a kind of market leader around these little robot vacuum cleaners, but there's lots of knockoff ones that are half the price. And, um, you know, are they looking for, you know, do they, because it does a whole lot of scan. I've not got one, you know, and, and I, 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 being, being in the kind of house I'm in and not having the flat floors and stuff, it's not something I'd, I'd be really interested in. But, you know, it, is it the smart scanning of the house that they're after? You know, is there is there some data they get? But I genuinely think it's just that hoovering of all these companies or anything <laughs> AI. Ah, yeah, I didn't even. <laughs> Jeez, that wasn't even deliberate. Um, but they they're going and picking up all these companies, anything AI and computer related. When Terminator does happen for real and Skynet does become self-aware, we will look back to these days when companies were just buying up anything AI and just going with it. Um, as the warning signs that we never heeded, and, and it may just be it's, it's back to the because they they seem to push the you know they had like the drone, the drone like security camera that would you know pop out and fly around your house and I don't know if that ever got released or it was one of those you know it's almost like the Google I/O type products where you're like wow we'll never see that but wow they're thinking about air it. balloon delivery do you remember that one yep um, so there's been quite a few of these and 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 maybe this because they've bought they've bought nest um they've bought a whole lot of different home products i think they're just trying to um you know make sure that they're the they're the brand they've got it all i think so and and you know this roomba is using aws technology and is integrated into those cloud services so again maybe it makes sense from that front that you know it's already using their infrastructure and software and data maybe they were just looking at what the cost of them doing their own would be and whether it would have anywhere near the same traction and probably the Accountants would say no. Actually, one point six is probably the price it would cost. You know, maybe even that's even less. Um, okay, Meta has been uh, talking about their metaverse, and uh, there, there was a whole shenanigans around being forcing you into certain uh, having a Facebook or Instagram login uh, to get your metaverse ID, as it were, to log in. But uh, they've kind of released that and opened it up. You can still use Facebook and, and Instagram, but they have opened it up wider, so more providers, or you can have different login and accounts i believe that's the way but nevertheless does force you to have some sort of login into their system of course it does how else can they charge you and they're putting up their prices so again back onto the pricing thing the, the quest 2 headset is going up by a hundred dollars next month so 
if you are in the mind, in fact, and given that we don't podcast very soon, I was going to say so this it was, might well be already up there. It's already up. So yeah. this was this was this was actually because I think it's been two months or two and a half months since we've podded, so it's been Goodness. a while. Um, so yeah, the quest is now up by a hundred dollars. Um, October seems to be the high end quest, which was semi leaked because somebody left it in a hotel room. And I don't know if that was <laughs> ever kind of confirmed or not, but it looked all pretty pucker. Um, but yeah, quest quest is 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 up at um, either four hundred dollars for the one two eight gig model or five hundred for the two five six. Um, yeah, so it's no longer that you know easy buy anymore. It was it was yeah. Christmas present you know yeah. territory, and now it's really really quite extended beyond. It's more like a family thing. But why would you do that when you're not getting any more for it at this point? Um, no. And but, a lot of people have moaned that it was because they were selling them deliberately cheap to get you know to crush the market, and now that they have crushed the market they're putting the prices up which is a bit of a competition's issue it is but they're also they're losing so much money so every quarter they're they're rocking up and saying yep we've you know spent another was it three or four billion dollars um i think it was a loss in the kind of you know and all their you know metaverse type products and that's you know you can keep that burn rate going for only so long and, and then you have to do something you know the share price was getting hit mm. and, and again if i look at the Game. I never touched it here. If you looked at some of the software quality they were releasing, it looked like 360 avatars. You know, the Xbox 360 avatars yeah. from 10 years ago. It really did. And, and, and it actually forced them into doing a really defensive look. You know, we can, we can turn the graphics quality up here, and it, but it still looked like something from like eight years ago. It didn't look. You know, it wasn't the promise of what they showed no, in their visions of what they're trying to aim towards. Yeah. And Sony, and I know it's a different product, but Sony's new VR offering. Um, they had actually gave hands-on time, and yes, it's tethered, um, but it's just one cable to the PS5. But most, most were universal in saying, forgot how good it is to play a VR game with actual proper up-to-date graphics, because you're used to. Uh, Things have a, moved on. Yeah, yeah, you're used to a mobile Quest type, you know, look to it because you went, oh, I'm untethered. Ah, this is this is doable. Um, put the ps1 on and it was just that people were like wow so it's gonna go in waves isn't it because the whole thing about the you know you have the higher quality but you're tethered that caused too much setup too much faff then the free the free roaming headset came on and we go, wow that's cheap and i'm untethered and whilst it doesn't look half as good i'm still you know i get the benefits and actually it's good enough and then you go back to seeing what new technology can bring to the high fidelity tethered version and you go oh actually i'm missing out on too much by yeah. having and it depends, having this on, cheaper depends on the game you know to play table tennis and beat saber you don't you don't need you know you know this current gen console quality graphics and i'd argue that being untethered helps things like table tennis because if you're you know doing whatever you want to do and, and then you, you catch your cable it just takes you right out of the moment yeah agreed or smash your granny you know <laughs> that's, that's that's a different showcase <laughs> <laughs> sony has raised its prices also the ps5 is going up they're citing challenging economic conditions so this is you know we're going to see this but uh basically what 80 dollars more something like that per per so per U- U- uk is um up 30 quid Okay. So um, not it's not huge amounts, but you never no. expect consoles to go up in price. You always expect no. the reverse. No, we're two happen. two years in, and um, usually expect uh, we've got a new iteration, which is um, I don't know, we've motherboard slightly smaller, the cheap 
you know the, the chips are now you know more economical. we can run them almost fanless or whatever yeah yeah and then it brings the price down or you get a slim version or, or whatever so yeah a bit of a surprise um nintendo um, and microsoft basically came out afterwards and says we ain't doing that um Probably no surprise with Nintendo, just with the age of the Switch. I know they've got the Switch OLED. They version. make money on every device anyway. Yep. They they go down a different um, model. And and Microsoft again, no big surprise because they're not the market leader. So I think if they turned around and said we're putting them, they, they've went in a different direction. They're looking at, you know, we are we want our software everywhere, um, and that's the model they're going down. So no big surprise that they're saying, no, no, we can we can swallow that. Indeed. Um, EVGA are no longer going to swallow NVIDIA's um, words that I'm not going to say on the podcast. Um, <laughs> they've said basically after the last uh, round of you know 3080 and 3090 releases that they just got they got mucked around so much that they're just not willing to sell their products anymore. They're not willing to be involved in that. Uh, they said they ended up having to lose loads of money, even though you know the um, you know the, the, just based on how it all worked out. So they've. EVGA, you know, their major thing is graphic cards, or has been traditionally. They've got other thing, other fingers in pies, but nothing like the graphics card model. And they said, no, not doing it, not getting involved in that anymore. And they came out and said, no, we will not be doing the new, which were announced recently, 4090s and 4080s. So we've got the next-gen NVIDIAs to go along with as well. I mean, it made up 80% of the business. You know, this is, this is like huge. This is... You know, just just astonishing announcement. Because when it when it first when I saw it, I was like, "What?" Because they're pro- and, and and you'll maybe disagree, but I thought I think they're regarded as the kind of best third party. Kind of I seem to remember when when the kind of people they, they got a couple of big YouTube reviewers, and they and and they both when you get to the EVGA product, it's normally oh we expect this one to have even if it's a slight edge a slight edge due to good design and or whatever good management of temperatures and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, huge, huge, um, I, and again, you, you, you've kind of led into the next story, which is all around the next gen cards. This was just a couple of days before, you know, the, the new cards announced. So who knows what's going on? And but they, they, you know, they, they said they were losing, you know, hundreds of dollars per card, and uh, that's now, with inflated prices. They apparently they weren't given the sort of well, they're saying now they weren't given all the design um, and component just you know things that they needed. Obviously, we're in a hard time when they release these cards anyway, as far as getting hold of components. But it meant that to even get close to the kind of founders edition cost, they were losing money. Uh, and in fact, they never got anywhere near the founders edition cost. It was you know almost double the price for everybody out there. So where we were kind of saying, well, they're just all raking it in. Uh, actually, it feels like from you know evga's point of view actually we weren't raking it in we were still losing money at that price to deliver the product that they ended up telling us it was you know this is the specs and and i may maybe because it may be the timing of it's two days ahead of nvidia announcing this 40 1940 was because they were going down that same route again and they were feeling like the same you know it's groundhog day as far as that but that's a specular speculation on my part but nevertheless RTX 4090s and 4080s are um, announced, and their retail pricing is um, $1599 and $899. But you can expect that when the actual cards hit the market for what you can buy them for, it's going to be a fair chunk heavier heavier than that. And they are heavy starting prices to begin with. Yeah, they're huge. And that's, I mean, you've said the dollar price, and I probably pulled out. So, dollar price, $1599. So, 4090 is coming out first. And it's sixteen seventy nine in the UK, um, eight nine nine in the US, and it's nine four nine in the UK. 
Um, so again, that, quite that, substantial that, jumps. And that was a 12 gig model, a 16 gig model for the 4080 oh, okay. was, um, so it's 1199 and 1269. Yeah. So it's been really big prices. They used to be the prices we bought whole gaming systems for. <laughs> now it's just, but then again, you look at what they're chunking on these cards and they ultimately are full systems on these cards. And, um, you know, people are saying Nvidia are in quite a lot of trouble at the moment because ultimately the well the crypto crash has has cost them i think they said they had to wipe a billion pounds off of their gaming budget or they, the announcement was they have lost a billion in value just because people aren't getting them up for you know mining crypto um nowadays so um yeah it's quite a big change and they've certainly got a lot of work to do but i'd still say nvidia are currently nailing this round of graphics though with their direction of the dlss dlss and all that kind of stuff it's it really has nailed it on uh, yeah and so there's a whole lot of specs in this article i'm not i don't want to touch them but there's a whole other, whole other specs but they're saying for the 4090 they reckon it's two to four times faster than the 3090 ti which was already you know rocket ship yeah. um so that's a that's a, an amazing claim um and, and, and I, I won't lie, there's a bit of me because I've got a 2070 and I'm like, ooh, a 4080 would be, that would be quite an upgrade. Um, it really would, yeah. But but I ain't touching that price. You know, cause that's now, eventually it will come down and they will release a 4070, which actually gives you nearly yeah. all of that performance for a lot, lot cheaper. And it'll be beyond that kind of initial price hike where, you know, the early adopters or whatever. But they're all very, very tempting things. And, and like I say, the biggest thing is that DLSSS and, and yeah, just they are tempting things because they are, you know, extremely, extremely powerful, you know, bits of kit in their own light. Logitech's G Cloud Gaming Handheld is going to arrive in October. We're talking $350 for this. Uh, another handheld device entering the market. Uh, yeah, so Logitech did all of the gaming things over the last sort of week. Um, so there was like new headsets, there was new, you know, new, uh, what would you call it, um, light bar, there was a new mic. So a lot of this was around, I think a lot of the P- PCs evolved, I think, for a lot of the Logitech stuff into the kind of, can we attract streamers? You know, can we attract, you know, people that want to stream from home as easily as possible? So I think a lot of the streamers, you know, they use the kind of light panels, they use the, the circular rings. This was a, an actual light bar and... You, know, you can do all your different things on it. Chris is now just in his. Uh, I guess it's a light ring you've got. Got yeah. two, double ring. We <laughs> <laughs> um, instantly took me to Lewis Capaldi and Breakfast Taylor yesterday. If you've not, if you've not I've seen, not it, seen I'll, it, I'll need to see it because he, he's talking about about is it a rim or a rim? What did you just say? And it was very funny. But the um, so yeah, the um, this was a. This was a handheld with actually, you know, it looks like the 1080p screen. Looks quite a nicely designed, you know, device. All very similar to the kind of Switch or Steam Deck, um, but cloud gaming only. So, a, a real interesting direction because I, mm. I still the, the the little bits I've dabbled with cloud gaming, and I keep on. I go back to the whatever the BT thing was, which I can't remember. Open gaming or something? something open reach? Re- open, not open reach. Open yeah, something. we keep on looking at this. Uh, BT yeah. <laughs> on cloud. On, it was, it probably it was, was on cloud or something. It was, it? it was on something. Um, but I can't find it quickly. Ah, well. um, we'll find Look. that in a minute. 
Yeah. The, um, but I, I always find there's just that little bit of lag, and whether it's in my head or I'm looking for it, or whether it's you know I want it to be there, or whether it's actually there, it's just not as immediate as you know the you know what, what you're used to. And it's and it's been people have been chasing it for years. And again, some of the Xbox stuff I've tried is very impressive when you're playing it, but um, I just don't think it's there for me. So yeah, this is a device with um, you know good battery life. Um, you know, so twelve hours compared to a Steam Deck of like three to five is is pretty pretty big difference. I think whatever that old streaming service was, it's been scrubbed from the internet. I can't I can't find it. But yeah, that is like a. I I played a, a bit of Microsoft uh, cloud gaming where you can you know start a game up without having to install it and it plays on from live. the cloud on live. There you go. So it was on live. Um, and yeah, I I I have to say for me, it's not so noticeable i think consoles you always get a bit of lag anyway you know just from the general way that the it buffers your sort of controller inputs and sort of dampens them to make sure they don't get too extreme or whatever uh, so yeah i didn't find it too bad and actually i found playing those cloud games perfectly acceptable you know it was you know clicked in and it was good for a small thing rather than install 10 gigabytes you can stream it for a couple of gigabytes or whatever um grand theft auto 6 has leaked um apparently someone broke in hacking wise teapot tuber hacker i shouldn't really advertise who it was but uh uh he put uh videos of the stolen content which included videos uh out into the world to show this development and it kind of confirmed a few things and i think rockstar has confirmed that it was it was a legit uh stealing or yeah hacking event I mean, this is uh, biggest, biggest, biggest game leak ever. You know what I mean? It's just to think of the Maybe hype around, you know, the hype, the hype around something like Grand Theft Auto. And again, there was a, I saw a few people talking about, you know, the NVIDIA graphics cards and saying, you know, wake me up when Grand Theft Auto 6 comes out and I'll buy a card then. Because that's... You, you, it's that time, big a thing, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like that, you know. So, so when I first saw it, I saw the video and I was like, Really? Because it, it looked really quite primitive. Um, but then a lot of the time they're, they're trying to nail the gameplay and nail the logic and nail the actual, you know, whole world. And then they'll layer on, you know, they'll layer on the game on top. When you're developing a game and it takes you like 10 years to do it, there's no point putting high quality graphics at what you start with because it's all going to have moved on by the time you get to the to the end of your process, isn't it? <clears throat> Cyberpunk. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> apparently that has been now updated again and actually there's quite a good few updates to that so no there, 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 there is it's um, not on my console anymore just <laughs> never got no. played but it's it, it just a huge and it took them a few days to admit to the to this actual leak taking place but um just just huge for and, and it does it i mean there was there was rumors already there was going to be a male and female protagonist it's going to be set in miami and it just confirms all that and it just takes away you know, it takes away so much of the mystique around that whole what is GTA, where are you next? Also a little bit disappointing that again we're just back in America. You know, it's like there's there's so much opportunity around take it to Tokyo, take it to you know, take it to Italy or something, you'll know, do do something almost quite different. Um, why why break a method that take, works? Take it, take it to London. You know what I mean? There's like there's so much that you could that you could do. And as as you say, there is so much that works and it's you know <laughs> who's to slag off rockstar you know they're... yeah i mean they have been the most probably the, the most successful for you know longevity and fan base and all those kind of things with their games they they have an extraordinary length of you know fan base for for the for that kind of i guess 
yeah, I mean, I'm not taking away from the Nintendo kind of fan base and the length of time that people play those games, but nevertheless, I think these just they do in the modern age attract some, yeah, really, really, uh, you know, big fan bases and length of time and viewing viewer figures. Um, another game really looked forward to is uh, Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, which has been yeah, officially announced as the follow-up to Breath of the Wild. Um, Breath of the Wild just absolutely nailed on, probably solidified uh, you know millions of console sales on their Switch, and uh, yet the the the, you know, the follow-up is obviously much anticipated, and we're looking for May 2023, I think. Uh, yeah, and Breath of the Wild was um, so Breath of the Wild was 2017, and this follow-up was first mentioned in 2019, so it was announced at E3 2019. So. And they've sold very nearly 26 million copies of it. And like I say, a lot of those would have come with console sales attached. And that's why Nintendo aren't having to reduce the price of their console. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it would not surprise me if we saw a Switch 2 or a Switch Pro before this. To, you know, as a launch, as a launch I think platform. Said, yeah. I, think, I think they said, and I think one of their financial things earlier in the year, they said this financial year we will not be releasing new hardware. But I think the financial year ends March. 23 and this comes out may 23 so would not and, and it was me. released they did release breath of the world on wii u as well didn't they even though that yeah. was sort of the tail end death of that yep. console effectively and and the fact it was then released on the, the switch so and that's where it not, got so. so it wouldn't surprise me that you'd get a this is coming out you'll get a switch a, version but you'll get the switch pro which will again sell switch all those consoles pro, switch to whatever yeah, you want to call yeah, it yeah um they'll I, I i just think they've got they've got form for that now and it would make It'd make some sense because you know there's, there's going to be millions of people who will, will you know would be that invested around a Zelda game. Yeah, you know it. You know, I mean, I haven't played that game for ages, but I still have really fond memories of it. And if a follow-up comes along and it needs a new console to play, I would be sorely tempted to go and do that. Indeed. And also to get some more Mario Kart 8 maps, because that's what everybody needs. I mean, they're not going to do a new Mario Kart, are they? So, you know, <laughs> they've clearly given up on that. What's the point when you can just sell the same thing over and over again? Um, anyway, there you go. We have got to the end of our podcast. Well done, everybody, for sticking with us. And <laughs> Um, I don't even. I'm not even going to ask about picks because we've we've definitely waffled on long enough. Um, so yeah, thanks for getting this far. If you want to find out more about who we are, what we are, what we do, digitaloutbox.com is the website. You can email us info at digitaloutbox.com and Twitter is digitaloutbox. I do have a Twitter account, although I haven't really logged in recently. <laughs> Cheesy UK. Um, and Ian, we, I know you you've got yours all combined into a central location. I've got so zinedeck.com, and I am because I'm off this week. I am threatening to do two or three little blog posts around uh, some okay. hardware and bits and pieces. But um, nice. as ever, real life will get in the way, and I'll be like, can't be arsed. Um, well, I wasn't I, I, as you as you're quite rightly saying. No time for picks. However, go and look up Trombone Champ. Um, because that is a new game that's just come out. The videos all are very funny, and um, although it's twelve quid, that might be worth a purchase just to kind of see how hilariously bad I am at it. It does look quite funny, and I am very tempted. So yeah, <laughs> maybe I'll be a champ at the trombone by the next time we speak on this podcast. <laughs> maybe, maybe we should do a trombone champ version of our intro <laughs> and outro music. <laughs> no, that would uh, be that's funny. An idea. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Thank you ever so much for listening. We will talk to you again soon. Thank you. Bye bye.